0: Welcome back, everybody. It is episode 56 of Thoughts in the Shade. Wherever you're listening, don't forget to leave us that five-star rating. Now, just off the top here, a little bit of an administrative announcement, a last-minute switch to the lineup, if you will, tonight. Uh, We got a pinch hitter. Uh, We got a good friend of the pod out of the bullpen tonight. His name is Justin, but he goes by a plethora of names, um, which we'll just start with Juice, and uh, we'll just welcome to the show. So, Juice, welcome to Thoughts from the Shade. Thank you for coming on. Uh, welcome home. And uh, <laughs> Thank you, thank you. How's it feel to be on the pod? Oh, man, it what an honor. The, quite the rig, quite the
1: setup down here. I'm impressed thoroughly. I, uh, yeah, I guess for my TFTS CIA code name, we can go Juice tonight. Um, there's too many out
0: there, but happy to be here. Happy to be cracking a couple, uh, smoothies here. East coast juice, uncle juice, King juice. I mean, you and bomb could go back and forth on, you know, self self-appointed nickname. <laughs> yeah. He might have me beat, but I always call him deluxe, but I think it's officially bomb now. Yeah. It's bomb. He wants to go by ace. It used to be deluxe. That was his, his Xbox gamer tag, but yeah, bomb isn't with us tonight. Uh, we miss him dearly and, uh, yeah I mean you guys just talking to me like I knew you were coming home uh you know for back to philly for a good portion of the month here, and I wanted to get you on and and I wanted to get Bob on with you, and we're gonna all play golf together, but I don't think you guys have talked, but you both talked to me about how you're gonna kick each other's ass on the golf course, so do you wanna you know send something out to Bob while he's m i a this week
1: yeah, well, he's clearly running dude i mean it's i mean that's insane that. He can't even show up tonight and and take it like a man and and tell me that he's going to beat me on the golf course face to face. So, we'll see if you know I he's I'm here for a few months uh, or not a few months few few weeks. So, if he can, uh, you know, make it happen, I'm there. If he can't, then we know he's just running, running scared.
0: That's that's an interesting take because, and I, I know you're you're a listener of the pod and uh he he often talks about how I'm a dodger and how I'm a runner, and uh he's not here for episode fifty six uh you know the tea time hasn't been set to play <laughs> to play with our buddy juice uh, i I don't know folks we we got we gotta get him on the horn uh of course we will, but no uh I will
1: say I think he probably busts your chops the most out of anyone when it comes to golf i mean like we're all pretty civil. We have a good time, and, you know, things can get heated out there amongst friends. But, like, he's he's relentless. <laughs> he really is. I mean, like, last time we played the Lou together, it must have been last summer. I mean, nonstop from start to finish was cut out of his fucking mouth. So, I mean, I'll see. I'll see it in action. We'll see if he
0: shows up. Yeah, he, he he's an all-time ball breaker. Uh, we love him for it. But you got to let the play do the talking. I've just kind <laughs> of, uh, you know, I, I try not to give it back if I'm down. You know, I might I might get a little, little frustrated out there, but but if I'm up, I think silence is uh is deadly, right? Kill them with kindness well, and everything. So I think I think that hurts him even worse.
1: You you kind of did that uh, last weekend a little bit. What was or was that last Friday?
0: Yeah, man, you tan it up.
1: Yeah, I mean, all right. So I mean, a little context. You know, speaking of you know, keeping silent but deadly out there little bit of a rough start for the three of us uh, I thought we were gonna finish at a six hour pace on on track that you know through the first three holes and uh, you know none of us kind of came out swinging it wasn't pretty all around. hole two was you know downtown Baghdad and uh, you just kind of you just kind of put the afterburners on and held a solid pace through the next couple holes and next thing I know you're like holding four or five on me at the turn it was it was nuts.
0: Yeah, and I'm uh, I'm I'm kind enough to let you let you press you know four or five times throughout the rest of the day <laughs> to get your money back and then some uh, which we got to settle up and figure out with our buddy Critty. uh you know good old Crit we talked about him last week bomb made the ace Critty has the all time eagle celebration uh, good round had last Friday at Huntington Valley Country Club juice myself and, and the old Crit man so yeah good time there really really shitty start. Like you said, we we might have played the first three holes in an hour, but but we yeah. we, we we picked it up from there and. Well, I, all I knew in all, it was, it was ugly a good day
1: when you were trying to come back over on hole two, and the, the it just wasn't letting you have it. it. The ball did not want to stay on, on two's fairway.
0: Yeah, I hit, I hit my tee shot on two at Huntington Valley into the uh, 16th fairway, and it's to get back over. It's just a line of trees, and I think it took me three <laughs> shots to get back <laughs> over. Ultimately, made an eight or a nine. Insane. But, you, you just keep swinging, and, and that's that's the name of the game, you know. Something something like that happens to a guy like Bomb. He's rattled. I, I came back, made a bogey, made another bogey, made a birdie, made some pars, and we battled. But uh, let's talk about let's talk about you a little bit and, and your right. experience. I mean, obviously, yeah. for for people that don't know, you and I have been friends for at least twenty years. Um, yeah,
1: it's, it's been a long time, if you if you think about it that way, you, looking all the way back.
0: Yeah, we're, I'm I'm aging us here, but. Uh, you within I don't know what the last five years t- took a took a, a move across the country, pa- packed up your bags and and went from being East Coast juice to to West Coast juice. Yep, to good old Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, so, you know, being that we are a little bit of a, a sports oriented podcast, I mean, just talk about kind of the vibes of the people in Arizona uh, specifically in terms of like. You know the the fandom. You know the Cardinals fans, the yeah. Suns fans, the the Coyotes fans, the Diamondbacks fans. Like compared to to growing up and, and knowing and loving Philly, like what's it like out there, dude? It it's funny. Like
1: everyone loves immediately loves to say like, oh yeah, I'll introduce myself. Hey, you know I'm from the Philadelphia area because if I, if I say Doylestown, everyone's like, where the hell's that, right? So I say Bucks County, and only supposedly only people in Philadelphia say which county they're from. Uh, So I get made fun of when I say I'm from Bucks County and not Philadelphia. Um, That's you know a longer story than that, but it it, it's a funny sports town because when I got there, the Suns were disheveled, right? Like they were ready to kill the owner. The owner was going to get like booted out of town. One of the most terrible owners in, in the NBA, right? Just the things that he does. And it just wasn't a great team, right? I mean, Devin Booker, I think, you know, funny funny enough, my last Sixers game before I moved was against the Suns, right? And D-Book just did what he does against the Sixers and just torched us for however many, um, which is, you know, hasn't changed. Um, but so I get into Phoenix or get into Scottsdale, and it's not really, like, a great sports town. Maybe because it's all transplants and, like, My biggest pet peeve is I hear these people, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm from Chicago. A lot of Chicago people there. I'm from Chicago or New York or wherever. And they're like, yeah, we're Suns fans now. And, like, I get it if you're from, like, the middle of, like, bumblefuck Kansas. Even Kansas has, I mean, obviously the Chiefs and the Royals. But if you don't have a great sports team, then, yeah, maybe you... adopt your new city's teams but everyone's like oh we're suns fans now who the hell is a suns fan you think it's because like the suns are kind of good now yeah i mean i guess but so critty and whale our two buddies came out to visit for about three or four weeks in april um you know during playoffs and we went to a sixers bar and it was pretty it was like pretty happen dude like i mean they got you mean a Suns bar? Or was there a
0: Sixers bar in Scottsdale? No,
1: no, it was a Sixers bar in Scottsdale. Oh, wow. Or a Philly bar, I'll say. Uh it's called the Rock Bar. Um good good turnout for the Eagles too. But you know, it's happening. You know, a lot of you know, good amount of Sixers fans there wearing Philly gear. And then we go to another bar. Suns fans are like quiet. It's just it's just low level. No low, juice. Yeah, low level energy all around. And it's just You know what it is? I, I call them like the social media influencers. They love to say they're going to the Suns games, but I mean, give me a break. Are you actually watching? Just to make a TikTok or yeah, something? Yeah, just to make a TikTok, you know, in your you know, tight jeans
0: and, and big asses, but whatever. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like if you're a place that has a bar for another city or for like another team, maybe like a college team, like i i feel like that just say, says enough about the town as a sports town you're not itself. A real, you're you know not what a real mean? sports like, town. Like, yeah what do you why is why are philly fans allowed to have their own bar in in scottsdale yeah i no i like
1: that i mean, i would love to know in philly if there's like like a giant sports bar that no one knows about that like giants fans go to or like i i mean who knows like or like do the yeah do like the the Marlins come up and everyone goes to a Marlins bar to
0: watch the game. Like I think it's one, yeah, I think it's one thing if like that city or that destination, that area doesn't have a team for yeah. that sport, and and people come in, you know, from a neighboring area to to watch watch them. Um, but when when you have four sports teams in, in, in the area, you you can't be repping at any, anybody else. I mean, no, like you said. We, we don't have a New York bar in Philly. I mean maybe we do that we don't know about, but no nobody talks about that. You wouldn't about talk that. about. Yeah, it. like that's that's kind of like underground and and honestly it's it's a uh, fireable offense for 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 the city city of Philadelphia. I mean in my
1: 30 years or 27 years of living in the Philadelphia area, I've never heard one person ever say, "Oh yeah, there's a great Giants bar in, you know, Center City or wherever the hell you go watch, right?" or even the you know surrounding area. So we do We have a unique setup too Like not all sports towns I'm realizing Have like All the stadiums In one area Which is kind of cool um, Thinking about it Because now the Sixers News about You know Potentially moving to Old City Which is Crazy to me I The mean, fashion district The fashion district Because oh, we're such a classy town <laughs> uh, so, so I I don't know I think it's because uh, for example, uh, the Cardinals are out in Glendale. Which when I moved to Phoenix, I thought the Cardinals Stadium would be like, you know, a centerpiece, right? It's nowhere near anywhere you want to be in Phoenix. You got to drive out to the Sticks to go watch the Cardinals, and they're bad enough. I mean, if I had to go drive an hour and a half to watch Kyler Mary, I'd rather go go drive to the San Diego and drive into the ocean. <laughs> uh, but so Cardinals and coyotes are together but the coyotes are moving to tempe asu uh asu's campus and then uh the suns and the d-backs are in downtown phoenix which is kind of you know a little bit of a separate uh i guess separate center than scottsdale right so like it's it's definitely unique in philadelphia having all the sports teams in that kind of you know one area
0: yeah that's like one of the best parts of uh of Philly and the Sports Complex and Xfinity and now they got live down there. You can go see some hands tap some felt. It's, there you go. It's good stuff. But you, you mentioned the Coyotes going to to Arizona State. I mean, can we can, can we relegate the Flyers to you know U Penn <laughs> or, or Drexel or, or Temple or something? On, on Temple baby. Yeah, I mean it's they're terrible. But um, I mean we're a football town. Like what are the what are the like what's the vibe with the Cardinals fans like like because they made the playoffs right yeah and they they had midget murray running around from aaron donald and they, they got embarrassed by the rams like do these people believe in murray with all all his antics and getting getting a, a clause in his contract and then it's removed about having to do four hours of mandatory study that's like, just so like he's a little kid yeah which he kind of is i think
1: literally that's in there because he's a he's a child i mean he He's a Call of Duty gamer. He's a child. I mean, I play Call of Duty, too, in my spare time sometimes. But, like, I'm also not getting paid to be a professional athlete. Uh, a little different. But, no, I think right now the buzz is definitely towards the Suns. I think the past, you know, two or three years, uh, yeah, good two years, they've had the most hype. Cardinals are kind of wayside to them. The The OG Arizonians, people that, you know, grew up there, they they, you know, I think – the NFL is always gonna hold a heavy hand as far as fandom. Um, I mean D backs are D backs, right? That's a cool stadium, by the way. Uh and then I've heard that too. It's it's old school, it's got some character. Hot as all hell in the summertime. But yeah, the cards, I don't think they really have the buzz the Suns do. I think it's just they're definitely second tier. Uh and then, you know, forget the coyotes and the D backs at this point.
0: Yeah, seriously. Um yeah, that's uh, it's interesting. I'm I'm heading out there in the fall uh for a bachelor party for good friend of the show, listener of the show. So looking forward to that. And I heard, I heard. We we've we've spoken of potentially extending that trip for me a little bit to yeah. come play a little bit of golf with you, get a few extra rounds in. And uh, for people that that don't know, Juice, uh, I, I'm not sure I know a guy that you know burns more <laughs> company time on the golf course. <laughs> Uh, than you, but why don't you talk <laughs> about the golf out there a little bit? And go, going from the East Coast, I mean, you, you are kind of the reason I got really into golf. Like you played long before me. We're both lefties. You gave me a ton of hand-me-down clubs. Yeah. Um. So so talk about the the Arizona golf. Uh, do you have a top three top three tracks out out in AZ or what?
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess I've I've played enough to put together a short list here. Um, I think it's it's pretty friggin' cool, dude. Like. Growing up in the East Coast, obviously, I think we never, I mean, my family never really went to Arizona, right? It wasn't, you know, we didn't go to Arizona for a family vacation or anything like that. Florida, maybe, uh, you know, and Florida golf is obviously, you know, top tier. But Arizona golf is a totally different beast. And when I first moved out there, I was like, wow, this is nuts. Like, it's cactus, rocks, desert. Brand new set of irons. I mean, my seven iron looked like I got put in a blender by the time I was done. Like my, you know, fourth round, just hitting out of, just pure, pure dirt and sand and rock. Um, but it it's challenging for sure, and I think it's a great golf town. I think moving forward, I would I definitely want to live in a golf town. Now, now I'm kind of like spoiled. Uh, I think playing golf all year is awesome, but I would say the short list. Oh, man, let's think about it. So number one would be Southern Dunes. And it's a tough number one because it's kind of a drive. And it's like not in Scottsdale proper. Uh, so it's about a 45-minute drive outside of Scottsdale. And uh, it's sick. It's a it's a world-class golf course. I was there one day. They had the LPGA, like a qualifier there, and the course was pretty tricked out. Um, too, super fun. I would say number two just because I got to play at a good amount would be Greyhawk. Uh, both sides are awesome. Raptor and Talon. Uh, and they just have a good, you know, good two bars. Phil's Grill and uh, Izzy's. Good, good after time. Good after
0: party. Oh, I can't imagine you spending time <laughs> at the bar after a <laughs> round of golf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> they do a good job up there. And what's funny too is like, I guess I never really got a chance to play as many private courses out there because I just don't have the, the, the social network. Um, but the public golf is... Really good, which is impressive, right? Like you don't have to go, uh, you know, join a club down there to go play good golf. Um, they also charge you four hundred dollars for a tea time in the winter time, so that's a whole different story. Holy hell! Yeah, it's it gets stupid. Uh, and then I don't know, top top three. Who would be my number three? I guess from like a player's perspective, like a player's course, like not aesthetic, because uh, there's so many pretty views. I would say Papa Go, which is ASU's home track. That's a good one. And then I just played it for the first time recently. in My three years there, uh, True North, and that was a lot of fun too. So they w- they would both be in my bubble.
0: That's three A, three B.
1: Three A, three B. Uh, True North is pretty. Uh, Papa Go is doesn't have like the you know the looks, but you know she she gets the job done.
0: Where's the first place you're gonna take me if I come out?
1: Oh, that's that's a good one because oh, this is funny. So uh, our friend our friend Crit. I've taken him, you know, out there a few times. He's he's made the venture out west a couple times, so I give him credit. Uh, But there's a fun, there's a fun golf course called Eagle Mountain, and he claims it's too easy. Which cupcake? Cupcake. That's that's the phrase. (laughs) Cupcake course. I play cupcake courses in Arizona for everyone that's wondering. Um, But it's a cupcake course, but I or I don't think it is. But it's easier than some. But it's called Eagle Mountain. Uh, it's in fountain hills it's beautiful and has awesome views it doesn't punish you for 18 holes which is you know nice cuz you don't want to have to you know sit there and look like you just got beat up by Sylvester Stallone in the last Rambo uh <laughs> but uh it's a good that's a good yeah you know, warm up track we'll call it to a start of a uh trip
0: yeah so talk about you know we we talked about your your names at the top yeah obviously it started as juice and king juice and uncle juice but you moved out west <laughs> you know there they're, <laughs> I, I, oh, I forgot to give it on the intro. Seven point one handicap. Seven one handicap. Seven seven one is up. I saw the lo, the low handicap is four eight. You're up. You're up to seven one. Is but, that
1: what? It's, let's see. I'm looking.
0: Yeah, seven But one. like your your first, you know, your first. I guess uh, not trip or, or stay out out west. You know, we see a lot of a lot of low scores on the Gin app mm-hmm. on, on the Grant. Uh, free free plug for the Grant there. Uh, anybody that that doesn't have anywhere to. Post scores and keep track of a handicap, but you know a lot of low scores. I feel I feel like you were pe- pepper in the high seventies, yeah. and then you you fly home to Pennsylvania, and we take you out, and you know it's eighty four, eighty five. Um, you know I I don't I don't get on you for it. Yeah, you, you, but I would a, say a, you're, you're pretty you're but, pretty civil, but a lot a lot of the boys, you know, this is this is what what stemmed the name of West Coast Juice.
1: Yeah, well, the fucking peanut gallery, I'll tell you. Uh it's I don't know what it is. I think well two things. In the summertime,
0: uh especially. This is a, this is in Arizona.
1: In Arizona. Yeah. Um you're kind of getting out of your high season, right? You know, the winter and spring and you know end of fall cuz beginning of fall they they start you know redoing the grass and all that stuff. So stuff isn't running that great, but wintertime is prime. Springtime's prime out in Arizona. And then on top of that, it's hot as all hell. The ball is, you know, on steroids out there. It it really makes you feel like you're PGA pro as far as distances. And coming back East, you get humbled pretty quick because the ball does not fly (laughs) anywhere near what it does in Arizona, especially off the tee. Um, So, Am I? Am I sound like a douche when I say, "Yeah, there's some adjustments when you come home." Yeah, maybe that's true. And then on
0: top I mean, of that, you, you do listen to this podcast, right? Like you hear <laughs> you hear what the other guy <laughs> talks about on a, on a weekly basis about wind and tea boxes. Oh yeah, and he's, he's and the real deal. course conditions, weather. You know what he ate for breakfast. He would be my first. I'm going to start a peanut torch. butter sandwiches in the middle of the night. Oh
1: yeah, I mean, I he, I mean. Listen, I'm not going to sit here and make excuses, right? When it comes to him and I, you know, on a, whatever date we choose, it'll be a good match. There's no excuses coming in. No West Coast, East Coast juice. I'm just going to play him straight, right? But I'll, I'm sure I'll get one or two out of him. We'll see.
0: No, I mean, I got to imagine it's, it is It is different. Uh, ho- hopefully I experience it favorably when I, yeah. go, when I go out uh, in November. You guys will have a good time. I think
1: November is definitely a good time. It's toward the end of like when they start changing over so it's
0: pretty good yeah i'm looking forward to it um but yeah now, now you're back on the east coast east coast juice yeah i get
1: fucking beat up and listen i put up, i put up some some gaudy scores when i come out here I gaudy in the bad way not a good way they're bad compared a- 80,
0: comparatively 89 on friday at huntington valley <sighs> that fucking place you played that it pretty tiny. deep though that was, that was a tough day you were you let you you were the clubhouse leader in the in the threesome.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't feel great about it. I I think overall you you put up the impressive, uh, you know, will you willed your way back into the match, which was I think probably the highlight of the of the day. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think there's which and again, like I said, you give these guys on tour big time kudos, especially because it's like. If they're not taking the time off in between tournaments and they're going from tournament to tournament to tournament in different parts of the country, like to me, I've realized just going from like one city to another and then like, you know, setting up camp for a few weeks, it's hard. It's a big adjustment, right? So, like, they're going from Florida to Arizona to California, excuse me, to the Northeast. Like, that's insane. Like, that's a huge adjustment just from a, geographical standpoint then they have to go to different courses right and play competitively like that is super super impressive, and it makes us joe joe weekend warriors you know kind of realize that yeah there's a lot of work that goes into that game
0: it's on such a short short basis each week they're going somewhere new but you you talk about joe weekend joe schmo you know the average golfer uh you know we talked about you get you get a lot of rounds in Mm -hmm. you know do you have a high like, what, what's your highest number of rounds in a year? I mean, you're playing year-round now. Like, are you are you yeah. over 100, you think? Uh, oh, man. Have you, hit, have you hit the triple digits since you've been in Arizona? I haven't hit triple digits. Uh, um,
1: I think, yeah, I mean, I'm definitely, so, definitely at least 52, right? Because it, it has to be once a week. Uh, has I, to. <laughs> has to. It. I'm probably at my high was my, like, first – not calendar year, but first you know year itself within Arizona. Um, I probably put in my first fifty-two weeks. I probably put in close to 75, 80 rounds.
0: It's beautiful. So,
1: and that's when I was, you know, I didn't really know anyone. So I was, I had this like little blue-collar range. I call it the best happy hour in Scottsdale. It's like two-dollar Coors Lights and a bucket of balls. Is like you walk out of there spending twelve bucks and you you're hitting a hundred balls and getting half in the bag, and it's like. <laughs> It's a, it's the best little range in Scottsdale. It's beat to hell, but you know, you get the work in, and you go over there at night. You know, it's lit up until like nine o'clock at night. And I was doing that like you know, maybe two times a week, then playing like one or two times a week. And I mean,
0: you're living the good life, man. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's it's easy. It's easy living when you're you, you don't have you don't know anyone, right? So I was just doing yeah. whatever. Um, but I will say, like, for us non non talented or, or non gifted, if I stop practicing and playing my game is just like a complete dumpster.
0: It it really Yeah, well you're like you're, you're like good enough that I feel like it affects you. I feel like my game is more in the head, mental, yeah. you know. I'm I'm saying up here right now for people that can't see. Uh but yeah, I mean, you've got some game. You got you got to get it tuned in. I guess the last thing I'll ask about uh golf, you, you know, with COVID and the work from home, obviously you yeah. had a little bit of a different experience. <laughs> Living on your own and, and trying mm-hmm. to meet some new people in a new place, but but a- any tips you know for for the work from home guys that are looking to get out at maybe two <laughs> thirty three o'clock on a weekday? You, know, yeah. you you got the mouse moving software or
1: yeah yeah there's it's a combination. I call it the uh the old ap- doctor's appointment on the calendar and then the old uh, the the old Apple uh mouse clicker app. You put that on. <laughs> It keeps your uh, keeps your slack alive, and you're online uh, for as long as you want to be. And you know, according to your uh, according to your calendar, you're seeing the doctor for a foot issue. So that's incredible.
0: How about uh, (laughs) how how about your uh, I mean, where do you look to get to when you come home? Top courses in PA. How about about give me three?
1: Yeah, that's that's a good one. Um, well, I would say the past two years, I guess probably according to the grant it would say i probably played hv a good amount right so that's up there
0: arlington valley country club yeah
1: i mean and it's a great track right and and our buddy our buddy crit uh is a member there so he's always you know having us out there which is awesome and it's a it really is a good track right it's tough when it's running at its best it's those greens are
0: a nightmare for me at least um i mean he's having us out there but you know just fill the Venmo, no rush.
1: Yeah, no, no, no rush, rush. No rush. It's never a rush in uh, HV time or crit time. Uh, no, <laughs> um, it's
0: it, that all kidding aside, it's uh, nice that he gets us out there because that place is pristine.
1: That is a hell of a track. It really is. Um, I think we'll we'll stay on the topic of public courses because, I mean, that's what we grew up on, right? Um, Heron Glen. I think is definitely one of my top public courses. It's in Ringo's, New Jersey, Ringo's, New Jersey, just, just right.
0: over from new hope, right?
1: Yeah. And I mean, we, you know, living in Buckingham or Doylestown here, we're kind of in a cool spot because we do have access to Jersey. Uh, a lot of good Jersey courses. Um, Heron Glenn, I think, has some, some nostalgia. So I like, I like Heron Glenn a lot. Um, man, I don't know. I'm trying to think where, where do we grow up? I mean, Christ, how many times did we play uh, fucking Riverwinds? I mean, that place was – we abused that place at one point.
0: Yeah, you, I don't know. I have a love-hate relationship with that place. They they just started – like, when I was living in the city, it was obviously pretty close to yeah. shoot over the bridge, but they just started charging an insane rate. Dude, I looked. To it's to like 120 to play. I mean, you you play Huntington Valley for that.
1: Yeah, insane. Um Well, so I will say what I'm looking forward to the most is, uh, and I haven't been there in years, but, uh, our, our time at Twisted Dunes, that, that track, another Jersey course. So I guess we're getting away from PA here. That's a a beach course though. We got the beach vibes on this pod as well. Summer ain't over yet. (laughs) Yeah. I'm wearing my time in Bahama right now, baby. Yo. Um, So (laughs) Twisted Dunes in Jersey. I don't know what the official Jersey town it is. Uh, Egg Harbor Township. Egg Harbor Township. There you go. You're, you're my beach connoisseur. Uh, that place, I think, is probably one of the coolest tracks. And on top of that, my favorite part is it's BYOB,
0: baby. That is that is a great thing. I've played it twice this summer, and they say it's BYO. And you're not used to that, right? Like no, you're always used never. to sneaking booze yeah, onto yeah. a golf course. So you're not getting railed at the pro shop, but. Uh, the one day I went, we showed up with one of those like fully sized backpack <laughs> Yeti coolers, or like three feet tall. Insane, and, and they don't say a word. You just throw it in the cart, and you have yourself a day. Insane.
1: I I loved it. That was that first time we played it. I'll never forget that dude. Uh, the
0: guy who was working the uh, carts, the carts, couple circles, couple squares. He's still there. That dude. He must be a teacher, like in the area, because yeah. he's there every summer. That when we went, it was probably like, five years ago. He's still there. That's insane. You come in. How we doing, guys? You know how do we make out? How do we play? How's the scorecard look? Couple circles, couple squares, and it's like, buddy, it's like fifty squares.
1: <laughs> it's a lot of squares. But now it's a it, lot of
0: double squares. Super friendly people there, and uh, you must be an art teacher. <laughs> and a good time, but but no no love for the lou.
1: <laughs> okay, so the lou is an honorable mention. Um, so the lou is unique, right? Because I mean, we had a chance to play the lou when we were first starting playing. Because it was, you know, in public. Transitioning, right? Yeah. Um, just like this America, uh, this country is, it's transitioning. Um, not to get uh, crazy here, but <laughs> but the Lou is public and then totally different layout, right? You would tee off on what was that? 11. 11, yeah. But the Lou, I think I look forward to the most. In Last time I was home, I only played the Lou and HV. Those are the only two courses I played when I was here.
0: You got country club friends, country dog. Country club friends, place people in hot places. You left, and now we're big time. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, the Lou is fun, and that clubhouse is really cool. Um, they're both great tracks. I think I like them both because, like, the Lou is, it's like a breather from, like, you're not getting just, like, totally punished to like, on the greens all day. Like, it's like, okay, you can be a little aggressive, and you can, you know, change your game up a little bit, whereas, like, HV, it's like you're kind of at the, yeah, um, play it safe, man. Center yeah. the green. A lot of course management where the loo, you can just kind of let it rip, which I like.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't know what you want to get into next. I know we talked before we hit record about Live Golf. L-
1: little Live Golf. Oh, I, saw, I saw the Cam Smith rumors, trumors. rumors. I, I, I don't know. As,
0: for like the 30th time in yeah. the month.
1: But now there's like, I guess there's a number associated with it, and it's like 100 mil or whatever. I think, I mean, mine is just him. I think it's pretty fucking cool. I, you know, I hear some like hardos that got the courses and stuff. They're like, oh yeah, screw Live, and it's terrible for the game. But I'm like, dude, this guy, this clown, Jay Monahan, is terrible for the game. I mean, like, the SEC or, or the whatever, the better Better Business Bureau is literally going after the PGA because of anti you know com- competition tactics or whatever the terminology is. Right? To me, like, Live needs to evolve right like this is their first iteration and it's not probably the best type of golf that they're gonna play from a competition viewpoint but like i don't think the guys are going over there because of that but once live kind of dials in like a really cool format or like a competitive format the pga is gonna have to just like eventually be like okay this is this is the world we live in now yeah
0: you can can play both
1: yeah because like i think that's the only thing that's hurting them is that quote-unquote the the format is like child's play compared to the pga which it is i mean like you're used to the you know thursday through sunday rounds and you you have the cut uh and but again though like i was thinking about this the other night i turned on one of the live events you know it might have been the bedminster event which was i actually met someone at uh valley when i came home last week and they were saying that it was so cool. So uh, Bedminster Trump National in, in Jersey uh, held one of the live events and which is pretty close to us. And they were like, this is what a golf tournament should be like. It was, they were like, it's such a different, just kind of vibe. Like it was fun. People were having a good time. Like it, it's inviting more people to the game, right? Not that I'm some golf ambassador, but like, it's cool you to know see the game. Yeah. But it's, it's cool to see people grow it. Right. Like. Now I'm not saying like you know Joe Dirt should go pick up a you know stick a you know set of clubs and go fucking hit the links, but like I mean come on, it's it's cool to see like more people like going to actual tournaments in person. Like tournaments are kind of historically like tough to you know go to it's and like, tough
0: ticket. Yeah, like you got to tuck your shirt in.
1: Yeah, like who wants to do that? I mean, like that's why like I will say the Scottsdale, uh, the uh, what's we call it? Uh, oh my waste management. Is really cool, right? And I'm spoiled because the one year that we went, I was like, "This is a pretty, pretty fucking cool tournament, right?" It, it's like, yeah, uh, it's like anti-golf.
0: It really is. Didn't you get to? Did you? Did you meet Paige Spernak there? Is that her name?
1: No, we didn't. So we got hooked up though. Uh, so my first year in Scottsdale, an, another buddy of ours, uh, one of his family members is connected in that world or or whatever, and she was like, oh, "I'll get you guys tickets," like very low key. And so the you know four of us went to the tournament. And thinking we have, like, general admission, we'll just, you know, hoof it around for, you know, a couple of hours. And we get there, and then, and then on top of that, she was like, oh, yeah, I'll drop you off. Just come meet me at my place, and I'll, and I'll drop you off. Uh, so we get to her place. She hands us our tickets, and it's, like, access to the 18th hole. I forget what it's, it's called, like, drinkers or drivers or, you know, some, you know, some play on words, but it's, like, the 18th hole, all you can eat, all you can drink. I mean, Christ, it was 11 o'clock. We're you know drinking you know vodka and, and whatever. We're half in the bag. It was a blast, and it was so cool. But, like, I don't think a lot of golf tournaments are that, that set up.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it gets a little extreme when they start throwing, like, the cans on the green for, like, a hole-in-one. Like- it was cool that we got to see 16. It, it, it was definitely as cool as advertised. Yeah, so— I don't, I don't know where I stand on that. Like, I don't know if I'm a girl of the game guy. I don't know if I'm a traditionalist. <laughs> like, I, I don't really care as long as people are having fun and, yeah. you know, being respectful. I don't I don't really give a shit. Um, I get that.
1: Yeah, we'll see. i will be curious to see if, like, you know, Cam Smith to me is the first, you know, legit name uh, that's going over as far as, like, guy who's actually competitive. Because
0: he's, like, on the upswing. Like, this, this yeah. is the best year he's had in his career, right? Totally. Right? So, like yeah. – you know, DJ is he past his prime? I don't know. He can still play. Like you, you, just think of like the list of guys that have kind of gone over there. They're kind mm-hmm. of a bunch of stiffs, as we like to call them on the pot. I mean, obviously they're professional golfers, but it's nobody Rel- that,
1: relative to where they're at in in the rankings. Exactly. Right? Like yeah. it's
0: it's nobody that's on the up. It's nobody that's really winning majors right now. Like nah. it's just kinda, kind of kind of a batch of dudes that are going to get a bag, and you can't blame them. But now with Cam Smith, like. FedEx cup playoff start this weekend right yeah. st jude and he got the question today at the presser like are you joining live like there's all these reports again and he kind of pulled the same thing after he won the open like i'm just here to to compete and try to win the FedEx cup or whatever
1: yeah which could be true
0: but like yeah i feel like he's just kind of putting off the announcement until like this the season's over and then yeah you know and maybe that's a smart move maybe in in, in that in the meantime while he's playing here and isn't making the official move and doesn't play any live events like maybe the PGA and the live hash it out and That's true. it's maybe all, it's all good and well. Game. So maybe maybe Cam Smith is like the uh the cog or I I, I don't know what the word is but maybe you know he's just pl- playing the cards yeah. perf- perfectly. We'll, we'll have to see.
1: Yeah, I think that's a good point. But like I don't know from a competition standpoint is the FedEx from a legacy standpoint like do do guys care that they win the FedEx I know mean, I historically that there's good money involved when if you do win it right but like is it good money compared to like quote unquote 100 mil I I that lives supposedly gonna get them I don't
0: know yeah you're asking the wrong guy
1: yeah but I would be curious I, I think
0: whether it makes the game good or bad I, I don't think it
1: can hurt it but we'll see
0: let's uh let's kind of switch gears a little bit um but I want to talk about your your move to Arizona, a- and you've got a story there. I'm I'm looking at your left elbow and your <laughs> oh, your one and only tattoo. You're you're like Aaron Rodgers. You just have like a plain cryptic tattoo on the arm. Oh, I've but never
1: seen his. Does he have a tattoo? He, he like he, just
0: got some weird ass tattoo in the uh, in the off season. Oh um, well, I, I saw a post
1: about it. I didn't see I didn't see what it was. I have to look it up.
0: Why Why don't you just tell the story about? The, the tattoo and maybe we'll we'll get a picture of it for the social to, to, <laughs> to, to dub, dub, dub the story over but yeah you're first and only ink right
1: First and only ink, no more no less uh yeah so i guess i moved out to arizona in 2019 spring of 2019 it's a skull right it's a, it's a skull the skull so the I, infamous skull on the inside of my elbow left elbow i uh when i moved out to arizona i decided to do like a mini road trip not many i you know did like a fun road trip, we'll say. I went, you know, Nashville, New Orleans. Just and then, a mini
0: road trip across the country. Yeah,
1: yeah, mini. Um, a few stops, a couple mini stops. Uh, so Nashville, New Orleans, and I landed in San Antonio, and then I went from there to uh, Scottsdale. But Nashville was fun, uh, but my the most fun night was New Orleans. And I'm doing this all solo, you know, just packed a car uh, and just started driving. So <laughs> I get to New Orleans around dinner time, and I find that like, this cool little bar and, you know, drinking like, uh, you know, uh, absinthe and whiskey and then uh, had a po' boy and some oysters, you know, half on the shell or half dozen on the shell, whatever, whatever the hell the New Orleans say. Uh, and we're having a night like, I, you know, cruise Bourbon Street just for the hell of it. I'd never been. So I was like, this is cool. And then... Uh, I went to Frenchman Street. Someone had mentioned there, like, if you go to New Orleans, go to Frenchman Street. That's kind of like where, like, all the cool, like, live music is. And, you know, you can walk around with booze in your hand. Like, it's a total free-for-all. So someone, that same person was like, there's a really cool tattoo. Now, I've talked talked out of my ass about getting tattoos before. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to get one, right? Uh, So this guy was like, if you happen to make your way in New Orleans and you see a bar called it the Spotted Cat or some dumb name, who who fucking knows? All I know is Billy Bob got Angelina Jolie's name tattooed on his ass down there or something <laughs> like that. Um, they're like, if you happen to see this bar, you should go get a tattoo. And I was like, okay, cool, yeah, right. So I'm at this like little like dive bar listening to live music. you know, Out of my mind, uh, I stumble into the streak in between sets. And I look up, and there, sure as hell, it's the fucking spotted cat. And so it's like midnight at this point. It's pretty late. And I walk in there, and they're still open. And the one guy was, like, tattooing someone. And then there was, like, two other people behind the counter. And I, I, I don't even know if I was speaking English, to be honest. And they were, like, like, looking at me, like, up and down. Like, this guy is, like, you know, hammered. And so... I said, I want this. And I showed them a picture that I had on my phone, like, like a tattoo, that like an idea, I guess. And they were like, that's not going to happen tonight. It's too much. Um, so the guy was like, I'll draw you something up. And he's like, where do you want it? And I, I'm pretty sure I pointed like pretty far up my bicep. So it would be like hidden by like short sleeves. Uh, and then he, so he drew, draws it up or whatever. And he goes... And he puts it on, like, the inside of my elbow, like, right, right at the arm crease. And, you know, I'm, like, the worst... I'm the easiest person to sell anything to. I'll, I'll literally say yes to anything. So I'm, like, yeah, that looks great. And so, with, like, without pause, I'm, like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. So he's, like, we can get you in, like, right now. I'm, like, okay, awesome.
0: Zzz. Yeah, so
1: I had a beer while I was sitting there, which I'm pretty sure is illegal, but, like, I, I have no idea, like, what... The, if there's like, New Orleans, ta- man. Tattoo laws. Um, and I just kind of remember, like talking to the guy I don't remember the entire thing and then uh went out kept drinking stumbled home woke up in my hotel room had the, the the friggin saran wrap I woke up in my hotel room same outfit I was wearing the night before there was saran wrap around my arm the middle of my arm and there's like you know it's like kind of bloody and, and like black ink or whatever I'm like, oh, my God, what happened? I totally forgot that I got a tattoo. And so
0: I unwrap it's it. That's probably why they have those laws, huh?
1: <laughs> yeah, I unwrap it, uh, jump in the shower, you know, clean off my arm, jump in the shower. And I'm just thinking there, like, hungover as all hell. Oh, my God, I cannot believe I got a tattoo in New Orleans. So
0: and This it- is why you're making, like, your first big move, like – I mean, not that I've made any big moves. Yeah. Like I went to the city. I went to <laughs> Penn State. Like I went three hours away. You went. You went to the other side of the country. Yeah. So like, is your 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 big big move your big trip? Night two. Night two, and you wake yeah. up hungover in the middle of New Orleans with a with the skull on your arm. Yes. Yeah. So
1: that that was the start of the journey, I guess. And it's been a, it's been an interesting three years. Some some bumps and bruises along the way, but. A few people have made fun of me. I don't know forget. I was got from this one dude, and he goes, "That might be the dumbest fucking thing I've ever
0: heard." <laughs> so i've I've gotten I've gotten beat up about it pretty good. Have you ever thought about you know the removal, or you just oh on, I, you're I was head? calling
1: removal remo- tattoo removal specialists in, in Scottsdale, Arizona on on the way to Texas. Dude. <laughs> I was like out of my mind. Um, but I decided not to do it, and then you know deal with the wrath of mom. Mom uh, is very uh, anti-tattoo, but you know it's it's a
0: yeah, part of the story. So. Yeah, you'll you'll always have the story. Uh, yeah. I guess I gotta I gotta ask. You know, we ju- we just went to. Uh a wedding for a good friend you know that was part 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 of your trip up here super fun super fun great wedding good time uh you know you you look dapper i'd like to think i I look dapper you know you guys look great the tuxes look good i've been on this this podcast you know around this time last year and showing up in uh you know sleeping bag for a suit jacket so do
1: we have any pictures or any i I was trying to get because i was i was thinking about how
0: you got your your balls busted about that one
1: that one suit
0: oh yeah that's I th- I think that's in the archives. If you scroll down on the Instagram, we yeah. w- we documented it. I I I own my mistakes and uh, the embarrassment. Right, that's that's all all the fun here. But
1: we'll have to get a side by side comparison of of the tux <laughs> last weekend to the you
0: know suits of, of, of past. Yeah, man, we were we were looking good. You were looking good, but uh, you know, in the spirit of wedding and uh, and love and relationships, I mean, <laughs> you, I'm in a relationship. You're not. Uh, no. I mean you you have, you have any tales from from uh, you know Scottsdale maybe go, going somewhere new experimenting on the you know the dating apps I mean oh man ha, has, has has the love life out there
1: yeah it's Scott scottsdale's a funny place i will say um, a lot of a lot of pretty girls in arizona right uh, a little different than the east coast a little a little more blonde and crazy but um
0: so, you got to watch what you're saying, man. It's 2022.
1: 2022. I know. I'm, I'll give you guys my uh, direct Instagram handle, so You can send any hate mail directly to me and not the TFTS uh,
0: we appreciate podcast
1: page. <laughs> uh, but so got out to Arizona, started dating a coworker. You know, I don't even know how many months in, which I've learned my lesson. Which I, I can't say that because you officially... Have been dating a
0: coworker technically, yeah. For how many months or years now? Yeah, it's been a been a few years. You know, they say don't don't dip the pen in the company ink. <laughs> you know, don't don't shit where you eat. Yeah, all those good sayings. But I think uh, if you're uh, responsible and you find someone that's also responsible, mature, mm-hmm. and it works, and, and it's a good thing. You know, you can't you can't. You can't roll anything out when it's a good thing, so I, I would just leave it at that. Honestly,
1: I agree. No, I think that's that's very true, right? You you got to meet each it's other. It's Not
0: the first place to look, but you know when things happen, you, you, you like I said, you can't you can't just walk away from a good thing just yeah because of uh, old, old cliches. Handle handle it like an adult, and uh, things will be all right. Totally agree, and I think you know b- before you know, we get too into the. The dating woes. I mean, I I really just want to hear the story about <laughs> about hinge, but I, I I know you kind of have to lay the no no I lay,
1: just say, well you got to
0: lay the background about who who you saw on hinge. I,
1: th- I think what I was gonna say is w- when you move away to a place that you don't really know a lot of people, um, you appreciate that like growing up with guys like you and all of our buddies I've known f- since forever. We go out and party on you know Friday and Saturday and and go have a good time and you know do our. You know, young and dumb, stupid stuff. And Friday and Saturday didn't follow you into Monday because it wasn't partying with your coworkers, right? So, like, Scottsdale was different because you're partying with coworkers Friday and Saturday. And then the drama, the drama. Yeah, it's an
0: easy way to meet people when you go somewhere new, right? To work. Totally. All right. So, long story short, I'll get to it.
1: Um, Dating a a coworker on and off, right? And she's a great girl, but. During one of our uh, breaks, I guess we had broken up for a little while at this point, I decided to download one of the dating apps, right? And, you know, I'm not Joe fucking smooth by any means. What
0: was like the, uh, you know, how long was the recorded time between the, the the start of the break or the breakup and you downloading the app? Uh Would you say like 90 seconds? <laughs>
1: Well, I think I walked down the street and immediately fell in love with someone, you know, some uh, sweet ASU, you know, whatever. But, uh, (laughs) you know, you you fall in love every day. Um, But uh, it was it was there wasn't a huge gap, which, you know, I hate to say, but like it wasn't like I was like heartbroken for months and crying in the corner of my room. Um, Nobody here has done that before. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't playing Blink-182 at, you know at high volumes. But so download this app and I didn't really know, uh, all of her friends, right? Like I knew our close, you know, common friends, but I didn't know like the, the local friends that I, you know, I didn't know who I didn't know. Right. So <laughs> I downloaded this fucking app and there's a lot of cute girls on these apps. I, you know, liked this one person and I don't remember liking her. I'd never met her in my life. Didn't know who she was. But I never forget it. I got this you know I get this ping saying like you got a match or you got a message new message baby, new message. I was like, <laughs> I was like, "Who is this? can I read it? Yes,
0: you can i th- I think I sent it to you. you you set the staging off, you think yeah, yeah yeah. So, it's, i
1: mean it's it's enough
0: so so you liked the picture mm-hmm. and we ha we have we have the the hard cold, hard evidence here uh had <laughs> a screenshot th- this this, dude, this I mean, is a screenshot, this yeah. is verbatim. The message reads, with two stars to start, not a match. (laughs) Just want to tell you, blank, can do so much better than a disrespectful scumbag like you who looks like Gus from Cinderella. Bye. (laughs) With the middle finger emoji.
1: (laughs) Now, dude, when I got this, First off, I had to look, look up who the fuck Gus is from Cinderella, right? I had no idea. And I was kind of cracking up. And I refrained. I didn't I didn't message anything back. I uh, it's like, all right. Take the high road. Take the high road. And again, for all you, you know, equal rights out there, I've never even met this person. She doesn't know who I am. She doesn't know what kind of person I am. And you're taking that kind of abuse. It ain't right. Yeah. So for her to say, <laughs> to say those awful things that I'm a disrespectful scumbag, I mean... How do you know that if you never meet anyone? So <laughs> I look up who Gus is from Cinderella. And it's the little fucking mouse. Ah, oh, it's so good. So of course I send this to all you guys, and uh, I go. So added to the the nickname uh, repository here. Uh, Gus, 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 Gus is an official new name for 2022.
0: That's tough. Are you sure you didn't know who it was? Never met her in my life. I'm put I, I know I'm putting you on the spot right no, now. No, no, hey, put me on the spot. Never
1: met her in my life. We, we, not even like a drunken like encounter at a bar one night. She, she wasn't another coworker. No, not another coworker. All right. Um so I found out later who it was and, and the connection like a school friend and you know dating people that go to school in Arizona. It's a little you know there's a bigger network of them, right? But uh as I'm sure you know with Penn State there's a big network of Penn Staters out there.
0: I would say we are, but I despise the <laughs> chain. Although although at the wedding this weekend, uh you oh, know you got caught red handed my friend. The newlyweds, both Penn State alum, proud Penn State alum. And uh, you know, it's been tradition at these weddings to, to play the old zombie nation, get the people going and had a few beverages and and didn't didn't see myself away from the dance floor <laughs> and, you know, partook in a you know, cheer, a dance, jump up and down and I was caught red handed by my own girlfriend who l- listens to me whine and complain about James Franklin and Sean Clifford and Penn state, uh, season coming up. And, uh, yeah, I was out, I was out there cheering them on. I think, I think it was more in support of the newlyweds than, than the program, but she
1: was busting your chops pretty good,
0: but yeah, no, uh, deservedly. So, you know, so, um, I must've drank a case of Coors Light at that wedding, dude. Good wedding. Good wedding. Yeah. Uh, how about we? Speaking of weddings, why don't we? Uh, you know, we're trying to incorporate some new segments. Let's, uh, I mean, let's keep it moving here. We got a lot of, lot of content from old juice. All right. Uh, but how, how about a little of this or that? And okay, uh, I like it in the spirit of weddings. You know, we're at that age. We're going to yeah. a ton of weddings. Would you say you're a DJ guy or are you a live, live band guy?
1: Oh man, you know what? I would probably appreciate a really good live band. Like. You know, that was setting the mood. Like, I mean, DJs can make or break the mood too, but a good live band is fun. Like, I mean just but it's gotta be that type of crowd though, too.
0: Yeah, I think I think lot good live music is, is the best. I think uh I think I would say I'm a DJ guy, but like you have to like I think and I, I don't know if I should say her name or not, but I think the bride had uh serious control of the playlist from the yeah. DJ, and I, I've heard that for, for, for other weddings of our friends. Yeah. Do
1: the brides usually control the playlist? Is that the is that the MO? I, I, no I don't know if yet.
0: it's necessarily the bride, but I think, yeah. you know, there's some serious input. I mean, I was talking to one of our friend's wives at the same wedding, and she's like, yeah, when I got married, she didn't give them a playlist. She gave them a do not playlist that had like 150 songs, she said. Ah, really? Which is an interesting strategy, but... Yeah, like for me, I think it's all about it's all about the set list, DJ this, or okay. live, um, because you you just have to play the things that that make people want to get up and move. Because there's nothing worse than kind of being at a wedding and. Yeah, people aren't up dancing, but I was at one wedding where it was kind of a hybrid of like a DJ and live music. That was really impressive. Oh, that would be
1: fun. Yeah, that yeah that,
0: that was that was really cool and impressive.
1: Like it's got to be a good live band. Like they got to be pretty versatile. Yeah, like they're able to do. I, I
0: I would say I'm a DJ guy, but I'm not an anti-band guy. Like I've nah. I've been to plenty of, of live music weddings. The band's great, and it, it, it's a good time. So yeah. and, and I and being a DJ guy, saying I'm a DJ guy. I've been to weddings with DJs and they Mm -hmm. were terrible. You know what? I think it's just like my taste in music. Like I kind of like the a little bit more party music, you know, dance music. You're very, you know, maybe a little pit bull. Yeah, you're you're pop. You're I think you're a pop rock star type guy. Some people would say I'm a teeny bopper. (laughs) You know,
1: I think you would get along well at like your typical like Taylor Swift type concerts and like
0: all that stuff, I think you'd be in your element. Yeah, I've I've got a couple teeny Bobber concerts under my belt, and uh, no shame in it, you know, the the bathroom lines are short, not a lot of guys, (laughs) so there's there's advantages.
1: Thinking about this past weekend, because the beginning was, I think they were just trying to settle in, you know, get the festivities started, and everyone was just kind of acclimating and and chatting and all that stuff, but, like, once they kind of got you know the rhythm going, and people were really dancing. Like toward the end, there were some really good jams. Like I think, like he had he had it going pretty good.
0: Fred, old Fred, is that that was his name? Fred. Yeah, <laughs> I only know because I was in the wedding, and he like introduced <laughs> himself to the wedding party before he did the yeah, intros. Yeah, yeah. yeah, good old Fred was back there. He had it going um, pretty good. Yeah, no, it was a great wedding, great great work out of the DJ. But yeah, I'd, I'd say overall, I'm a DJ guy, but yeah. I, I just I, I just like good music. So
1: I'm the same way. Well, I'm I'm weird. I, I like like. I like blues and like like rock and roll and stuff like that. So like, if I feel like if I had a wedding and I played like what I like, everyone would be like, "Dude, you're you're fucking dud." But like, it's it's not you know everyone has their own you know their own style.
0: Yep. Yeah. There's a lid for every pot. Hmm. No. No. Uh, no pun intended there on the <laughs> the the wedding subject. Uh, let's do one little more thing. Uh, you know, you asked me before we recorded, like, hey is there anything that you and Bob talk about that you need me to settle the score on? Yeah. So let's do a little settle the score. Okay. You know, we've talked about it at at length, uh, hotel versus Airbnb. If, if you're on travel, if you're, I mean, not if you're on travel for work, like, yeah, you got to stay in a hotel, but like, yeah, yeah, a little different, you know, we, we, we stayed in a hotel this weekend. Uh, I've been, you know, spearheading the, the Airbnb side, Bomb has been spearheading the hotel side. Yeah, I've well, always. St-
1: is a big hotel. I mean, when he was supposed to come to Arizona pre-COVID, he got canceled because of all that, right? Yeah. But I offered, you know, yeah, you know, I offered my my domain. I was like, "Hey, the couch is open, dude," and he said, "No, I'm a hotel guy." That's what he said verbatim.
0: Yeah, I mean, so like. I'm, I can be a hotel guy for like one or two nights but after yeah. that it's just it gets a little bland yeah, you does. know we 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 fucking like this is another thing to my point Friday night we're in Allentown we're staying in a hotel <laughs> we go out to the bar across the street nice sport and social yeah, yeah, yeah. Allentown happening spot
1: happened to end up there uh, you Saturday know but,
0: night. but the uh you know the surrounding areas Allentown little seedy you know just like any city I forgot about Allentown to be honest oh, and goodness. uh yeah, I mean, I'm being a little generous here, but yeah, yeah. Uh, I I totally forgot. So there's a Seven Eleven right next to the bar, right next to the hotel. But you you, you cross one stoplight, <laughs> you feel like you're you're in another world. Yeah, a little different. So so one of our friends and I go into this Seven Eleven at like one or two a.m. Hungry, you know, had a long day, rehearsal dinner, early or you know regular dinner time, but you're up till one or two a.m. Yeah, so we need late late night snack. So, you're in a hotel, you think you have a microwave, right? Yeah, yeah, So, me and him bought seven boxes of Bagel Bites.
1: Oh, stop it. Did you really?
0: I even called called the girls back <laughs> at the hotel. I was like, hey, is there there a microwave in the hotel room? And they're like, yeah. And, like, it, the way the room was set up, you know, the fridge, the curate oh, yeah, and everything, yeah, it yeah, looked like that. there was a little... The rooms were nice, I Yeah, they, it was a very yeah, nice yeah, yeah. hotel. I enjoyed my stay, but... Uh, it looked like there was a microwave. Turns out there wasn't. <laughs> we we come back with seven boxes of, of, of bagel bites. It was a safe. I, I I had to uh, I I had to suck down a fucking bag of Sun Chips oh. and like Chex Mix, but oh. I, I needed something a little more hearty than a little that. Little at more 2 substance, a. Yeah. yeah. So that's like that's another one of my my arguments for the Airbnb. You know, I mean, considering we have were all the off course
1: earlier in the day too. I mean, you had a long day.
0: That was a long day. I was up at yeah. six thirty, eight fifty tea time. In the town by three o'clock, And golf know, takes it out of you for, rehearsal, all, for all those rehearsal people. I don't dinner. think golf
1: is tough; it takes it out of you.
0: And it was hot as balls. We were out that day. This it was kind of cloudy morning, and then by like eleven o'clock, some sun came out. It felt like the temperature rose by twenty degrees. Yeah,
1: it was brutal. So between drinking, playing, going to dinner, and drinking more, probably. I mean, that's a long day.
0: Yeah, you need you need some you need some late night fuel to, to soak it all up. But I, yeah. I don't. I I didn't get your. You know, where do you stand on hotel versus Airbnb?
1: I, th- You know what? You made a couple of good points. I would say, because for me, I had it good. I did the one night. And I would say hotel is pretty easy. Um, but, you know, on the topic of weddings, our other buddy, Grapes, had his wedding in Charleston. And we all did an Airbnb.
0: I did that for that wedding, too.
1: And then, so we did an Airbnb. And then we only did one night. In the hotel, which was, I think, was an ideal situation. Because like, then, like, everyone can kind of do their own thing after that. But leading up to it, we all stayed in the Airbnb together. It was fun because you're just hanging out. You're shooting the shit. You're catching up with everyone. Like, I like it. It's cool.
0: Yeah. Anything anything over two nights, I, I, get, uh, I get a little stir crazy in the hotel. I mean, you guys
1: aren't going to come down to Scottsdale and stay in hotels for a bachelor party. Absolutely not. Bombwood. bombwood <laughs> <laughs>
0: bomb- <laughs> this is what he, this is what he gets for missing the pot he can't you know he can't can't chime in and then bombwood is like
1: strictly only be like King
0: king beds only no
1: no double no double bunking.
0: yeah King bed gets yeah. uh, you know gets his room serviced every day fresh towels fresh sheets hey man different strokes it's all good
1: well I'll tell you what I had a fucking nightmare scenario for a work trip with the hotel room. Oh, yeah, you stayed in the shoebox. Yeah, dude, I felt like I was at a halfway house. It was insane. I mean, my I could have laid down flat on the floor and touched both sides of the room. That's how small it was. Insane. And I felt like I was going to get bed bugs. So I don't know if anyone has nightmare Airbnb stories. I haven't had a nightmare Airbnb story up until now, but like I've had a few hotel scenarios where you feel pretty dirty afterward. Should take it up with HR? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's still
0: my uh request is still in the mail on poor, the way to Poor working conditions. I <laughs> yeah. uh, no. This this has been fun, man. Uh you know, we we didn't go go too deep into the sports, but that's good. You're a guest. It's about yeah. you. But I know you you said you you wanted to get involved in a little bit of the action. Yeah, you know, I, mean, I was playing blackjack at 9:30 this morning, so I love a little action. So so you're playing blackjack and golfing on <laughs>
1: Company. No, no, I was working hard. Answer, <laughs> answering emails,
0: <laughs> sent one email, doubled down, sent another email, split them. Uh, I mean, I, I know you're a big gambler. You're a big football guy. Yeah. Uh, I I know your old thing. You know when we were in college and, and just getting out. You know the Patriots still had Tom Brady and yep. the Packers were good. You were the notorious Pat, every Sunday morning text the boys. Packers and Pats, first and full. First and full. Baby. First and full. Easy or money. Teasing and Packers and Pats, first and full. I mean, you're, you, I, I I hate to say it and do it to you after giving me all this time, <laughs> but I mean, you're the sucker that bets every every big favorite in every spot.
1: Oh yeah, I I definitely I fall I fall wind to that.
0: But I, sure. I but I think the people that listen to this podcast follow us and see see some of the shit that I put out. now I'm no. Uh, I'm no sharp either. But, I mean, you got you got anything for the upcoming season on your mind? I mean, w- what do you think? Are you placing any futures, any regular season win totals, any college football playoff contenders? I mean, what do you yeah, got?
1: I would say, so, love college football. I don't – I had never found a home at college football, so I have a tough time. You're, you're a Temple alum. Yeah, Temple just alum. Just for the record. Um, As far as football goes, I'm kind of on the whim as far as, like, who I bet on a week-to-week basis. I don't really have, like – I'm not a Homer for anyone in particular. I just kind of try to ride the ride the tide uh not literally I mean, obviously you can bet them <laughs> if you if you want It's not a bad way but, to go uh, but I try to ride the ebbs and flows uh with college football, see who's hot who's not uh with the n f l though which I love betting, and maybe I'm a little bit of a homer for saying this, but i have a i have a legitimate you know feeling that like the Eagles can win. The East, I mean, like, the Cowboys, the uh, the this Commanders, sorry, I was trying to think of their name for a second because it just, you know, all that fun stuff. The Commanders and the Giants are in disarray. I mean, like, they're not even, like, in the conversation. I don't think. You don't think Wentz is going to lead the Commanders? Oh, my God. Wentz should just go jump in front of a train. Uh, I saw
0: something today. I was I was looking forward to to talking to Bob, but Taylor Heineke is, uh, you know, reengaged in his faith. Now that he's a teammate of Carson Wentz, Car- oh he Carson he, oh Carson Wentz has got him reengaged in in, in his faith, and I'm not knocking anybody. Who's, he's spreading the word. He's practicing anything, but you know this guy Wentz, he goes from town to town, <laughs> sp- spreading the word like he's you know Jesus Christ.
1: What a fucking asshole, dude. He really is. But before, I guess this is my, maybe before Heineke found his faith. Um, there was a clip of him saying, I th- which I thought was pretty funny that when you spend a lot of money on someone like you did Wentz, he's probably gonna get the starting job regardless. Or not verbatim, but something to that degree. And I'm not saying Heineke deserves to be a starter in the league, but it's a shame when you're spending all that money on Carson Wentz and you have to start him anyway because he's not a starter. He's not a QB one by any means. He just isn't. I mean the I mean the buyer's remorse the Colts had was immediately shown. I mean it's crazy. I've never seen I've never seen quicker's buyer quicker buyers
0: remorse than than the Colts had with him. It may be this recent, you know, last one the two years housing market. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. yeah. That, that might be close.
1: Everyone raised their hand who's bought a house for uh, about five hundred grand more than it's worth. Um, but yeah, I mean the Commanders, they're out of it. Redskins, whatever the hell you want to call them. Giants are a fucking mess. Uh, cowboys. Maybe the most overhyped team year to year going into the regular season. I mean... It's America's team, man. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I don't know what Jerry Jones does to get that team, like, so overhyped. I mean, Dak Prescott, to me, is not anything special. You know, maybe a bounce back year, potentially, but...
0: Mo- money, Yonch. man. Yeah. Money is what gives that team the hype.
1: What I what I love, though, is with Hurts... Um, It's a situation – it's a good situation for him as far as proving himself, right? There's no, like, extra hype as far as, like, you know, extra money or he's the guy. I mean, he is the guy, but, like, we put him in a situation where it seems like there's an okay team around him. Maybe he can do it. Maybe he can't. I have no idea. But, like, at least the ball's in his court to a certain degree, right? Exactly. um, There's a lot of moving parts on a football team, but I I think Hertz is – Definitely in in somewhat of a driver's seat, so that'll be fun to watch. But I think the Eagles win the East. What what's their total at t- ten and a half? I think it's nine and a half. Is it nine and a half? I think so. That's high. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I would. They won
0: nine games last year.
1: Yeah. T- I mean, it's doable. If it's nine and a half, I'd say yeah. What's well, let's, let's do that? We'll we'll say because I'm I'm back home visiting. Back in the Philadelphia area, that'll be my hot take. I'll say Eagles over for the year. That's the hottest take you have for no, this fucking it's podcast. Not hot, it's not a hot take. Well, I'll say that's that's my hometown favorite take.
0: Um, you got a Super Bowl winner. You got a you got a conference champion. I mean, oh, conference champion. How about a t- like you got a team that is going to surprise some people? Like where what's, you uh, you, you got to give me something concrete bust, other than I I the full divisional bombs breakdown. Bombs.
1: Who, who's bomb have winning the conference?
0: We haven't got that far yet. Oh really? so, so you you get to set the stage. Okay.
1: Set the stage. I'm I'm hold on. I'm jogging the jogging the brain here. I'm thinking. I'm
0: not gonna sit here and say the birds because that would just be cliche. Yeah, birds over nine and a half is minus one fifty. So that's that's saying a lot. It's not like it's e- yeah. That's not really a hot take though, with with the minus one fifty tag. Huh? Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
1: Um. Uh, who out of the e or who out of the NFC would be a good? Do you think the Bucks can do it again? I don't think the Bucks can.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, I, you can never count out the goat. They're the second. They're the second favorite in Super Bowl odds. Yeah, Green Bay might do it. Yeah, they're. I mean, they lost Devontae Adams, but Rodgers is back, and he's going to pardon my take, and you know. Not that they need any free plugs, but there's one. I enjoyed listening to that this week. That was a good one, actually. But, but he is, yeah, like, he, you know, he seems happy, wh- yeah. which is interesting for the character that he is. What's their total? What's their 11. Yeah, 11, o- over under 11, minus 110 for both. So that's, I mean, that's healthy. Dude, I'll tell you what. I'm not sure if this is
1: uh, universal, but I'm seeing Bird's at 20 looks like they're averaging about 25 2600 for
0: Super Bowl winners plus I got plus 2200 is in that front what of you me. have okay so mine's a little high come um, on man you got you got to give me something I'm gonna a say, lot of tiptoeing here a lot of tiptoeing be bold be bold You're on, you're on the mic
1: you know, maybe this isn't bold, but I have a feeling that KC is just going to come out and sling it at plus eleven hundred. Is what I'm seeing. Uh, I like that. Your KC is your Super Bowl pick. Yeah, KC is my Super Bowl pick. At plus, 11, I don't know what they are to win the conference. Final
0: answer: Kansas City Chiefs
1: Super Bowl. They're plus eleven hundred from what from right now. They could be less, could be more. Um, that's my pick, and then man, there's some bad fucking teams on here uh, <laughs> you got a long shot long shots to birds or a baby. mid shot all right birds and birds and chiefs birds and chiefs realistic n f c probably green bay, all right, but I don't think Tampa and buffalo are gonna do it this year.
0: And fuck the Rams. Fuck the Rams. I'm in the same boat. I opened up ESPN.com today, which which I don't go on ESPN much. Yeah. anymore. Just dude, I can't tell you last time I've really been on ESPN. Yeah, with all the social media stuff, the reason I went on was to look at the coaches poll, which Penn State is not in preseason. But I fucking What are your, what are your thoughts? I mean, I think that the the rest of the co- the 65 coaches that vote in the poll know that James Franklin's a fraud. That's, that's, all, <laughs> that's, that's all. That's telling me. Because I actually think the roster is decent enough this yeah. year for penn state to to maybe have a shot to hit nine or ten wins but get get into that more in uh What's franklin's runway you think in a future episode you just got a ten ten year contract yeah. like
1: see i'm I'm so like obviously we, I grew up with everyone you know all you guys that went to Penn state but I'm very uh out of tune with Penn state you know politics and in football so like i you know it's cool to see them win obviously for you guys because I know you guys are big fans but like I feel like
0: that dude is just I don't know he's a fraud yeah he, he ought to work in politics the way the way that he he you know lies I'm re- I'm reading this week and, and quickly uh, talking about ESPN yeah, I, yeah, I opened yeah. up ESPN.com today what do I see it's a picture of Sean McVeigh. he's like laying on his couch like he's Rose on the Titanic having his picture painted <laughs> I'm like what the fuck am I looking at here he's a fucking cop what are dude. we doing on ESPN but yeah. uh What was I talking about? James Franklin? Yeah.
1: What
0: was I I going to say? think
1: he should have got axed earlier, but now that he's like, now he's like embedded into the organization.
0: No, he's a joke. He's a hot air balloon. And the the thing that I read this week now, they asked him about uh, the conference expansion with USC and UCLA. You you know what he had to say? One of the things he had to say, state college doesn't have a, uh, a nationwide airport. (laughs) <laughs> okay, they, they, they don't fly out like what what, what are we what talking about What does that mean dude it's always something's not good enough so yeah maybe he should have gone to usc i don't know i don't want to talk about him uh we well, got- we'll see if the team's good
1: maybe maybe shock you know shock some people
0: yeah the last time they started the season on rack they went to the rose bowl so i would take that but i remember when you guys went was that the when you guys went yeah we went we went now that's that's a steep climb but we got to uh Let's uh let's wrap it on the the futures. You like Kansas City? Kansas City's my people winner.
1: Eagles are my long sh- at least my long shot to make it from the NFC. And you still you still love your boy Aaron Rodgers. Hey, you know what? I'll probably end up betting on a good amount this season, so. First and full
0: Green Bay. First and full.
1: Don't ever forget, it's always first and full. It's never just full.
0: Anything else to uh, first and full we I mean first half full game spreads, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Uh any the goose? Remember the goose? <laughs> yeah, the goose. <laughs> that bullshit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The goose, Tipster, all those frauds on Twitter that give you a couple winners and you send them sixty bucks and oh they all lose you. Yeah. Uh I mean, pleasure to have you. It's been uh it's been a healthy episode. You you talked a lot. It's not your first podcast appearance. You know, you you had a quick uh quick cameo on yeah on an old show. Why don't you just share the title of that show?
1: Old, uh, we, uh, another friend of ours, another local yokel, uh, we tried starting a a show called The Unfuckables, um, and it was myself and our friend Shane, our, uh, journey into figuring out women, right, uh, and and our experiences. And here
0: you are, years later, getting called Gus Gus from Cinderella.
1: Years later, getting called out on a, on a dating app because, uh, I look like the, the fucking mouse from Cinderella, so... Here's Gus. Gus appreciating you having me on on episode uh, 56, and here's to uh, a, a future episode when I'm uh, back in town.
0: Yeah, we'll get you back on. We'll make sure we get you on with Bomb. Uh, we'll make sure that. We uh, we share a little bit of footage when we get out on the golf <laughs> course together on, yes, on the Instagram. Weird. Maybe a little little jibber jabber, a little little shit talk, but no. I mean, do you have anything else that you want to say for, for while, while you're uh, on air here? Dundee, always great seeing you. Love you, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, love you, brother. We'll uh, we'll, we'll just close you down with a uh, little round of applause. Thanks again for coming on and. Uh, Obviously, thanks to Shamrock Sun and Menard Premium Detailing, uh, the sponsors of the show. Like I said at the top, wherever you're listening, please leave us that five star rating. Please subscribe, uh, follow us on Instagram at Thoughts From the Shade, follow us on Twitter at tftspod, and hopefully, just hopefully, we'll get Bomb back next week. But if not, You're getting another episode and I think I'll be back. So we'll talk to everybody soon.